Hi, I'm Kalyan Karmakar, and welcome to Foodocracy for Her, which is uh, uh, India's longest-running uh, uh, podcast dedicated to women in the food business. And we've spoken to the amazing folks. And today, I'm very, very proud and excited to bring to you Monica Manchanda from Bangalore. And uh, she's one of the first uh, friends whom I've known from the world of food writing, food blogging, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, you know, she's shown me around Bangalore. We've eaten together when we haven't. Uh, then she's given me lovely tips. And uh, sometimes in Mumbai also, we've caught up and had some Malwani fish. And uh, lovely to see you, Monica, always shining bright and with a big smile. So welcome on board. Hi, hi Kalyan. Good to be here. And I'm watching some great episodes of Food Crazy. Uh, food Crazy for her? Is that what it is? Foodocracy. Yeah. Foodocracy. Foodocracy. I'll get trolled if I say yeah, and, uh, yeah, sometimes it's difficult in hashtags, right? You <laughs> no, can't no, really right. figure yeah. out uh, what it is. So it's but, like democracy is uh, a foodocracy. Yes. Foodocracy. Uh, that's a great, good name. And uh, I've been watching some lovely episodes where, and I've been introduced to some women I didn't know in the food industry via that uh, podcast. Uh, and uh, I think it's good work that you're doing there, Kalyan. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, it's been an amazing journey because the many people whom one didn't know that much before, but even people whom one knew and interviewed there's so much uh, one learned and today yeah, I'm, I'm very excited because I'm going to tap on your wisdom of navigating you know the the food world over so many years I'm going to really take a lot of insights from you which while it's 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 not really for women it's it's everyone and, and there's a lot to and I hope there is wisdom to share <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh, Monica I mean uh, I don't want to do that typical thing of how do you get into food blogging and all because you've been covered in so many interviews and stories and stuff but um, uh, you you if I remember right you were in the IT industry uh, then you had your uh, son and you took a bit of a break you discovered mm -hmm. food blogging and and then realized that this might be an, a nice career to pursue right if it right. broadly sense it. okay so now uh, you know this last one and a half years or 16 months or 13 months or whatever of the pandemic um, have uh, this, these 16 months have made or 13 months have made people question what they're doing in life. Sometimes they've realized that, uh, you know, from now on they want to choose and do what they want to do versus doing what they were doing earlier. Sometimes it's not a choice. Sometimes, you know, because of job loss or, you know, business yeah. shutting down, people have had to explore, you know, new things. A lot of the home chefs, for example, have done that where so the family business or the family's cheap wage earner lost a job and suddenly, uh, you know, the woman took over and is running the family and stuff. But it's not easy, right? So, so uh, Absolutely tell, me, not. Yeah. tell me a bit about that period where you, you decided to get into food in a, in a professional way and, um, and what are the sort of obstacles which you faced, both external as well as internal? Because I'm sure there will be a lot of self-doubts uh, you know, the, the and, salary package versus yeah, yeah. And so, uh, uh, take, take, take me back to those days. When, when exactly was that? Which, which year? Roughly? I think, I think, I think, uh, uh, my son, it was 2000. I'm trying to remember one and a half. My son was one and a half years, so it was somewhere around 2008 ish, if I'm not okay. mistaken. 2008, 2000. Uh, so similar time, I started writing my blog in 2007. Yeah, but I think I moved yeah, over I, in 12, 13 to correct. So, yeah, so I think it was 2008, 2009, sometime, hmm. uh, maybe mid two thousand, early 2009 ish, or late, uh, late 2008 is when this was. 
and uh, you know self doubts are uh, something that we continue doing right i mean we all go through the imposter syndrome in million ways and especially women it's just ingrained in us like self doubt is ingrained in us from the very beginning and uh, it was funny i was brought up uh, we are three sisters and my dad and my parent, mom always brought up saying that you have to be independent and and uh, independence in those days meant Uh, that you have to earn right i mean you have to be able to bring salary home and uh, many other things but that was one of the most important things for them education plus earning and that was something i think i learned right from the age of 6 or 7 and it was so deeply imbibed in me that i actually when i gave up and took a break because of million things that happened i uh, i think i went into a trip of depression anyway there was ppd and and i just couldn't deal with the fact that i don't have that salary coming in month on month especially when you are used to of a it salary it's a nice little sms that comes to end of the month which makes you happy right i mean we have all gone through it 30th of every month that feels really good to see okay xx amount has been credited to your account and then suddenly that vanishes out of the blue and all your life you have thought of yourself as an independent woman who does not need to ask anybody for anything and uh, it is not that i i mean you have savings it is not that you need to ask but that thing is constantly running in your mind that you don't have that salary coming in and you might have to at some point of time go back to your husband uh to say okay i want to buy this can i and that is hugely bothersome yeah. uh that that is i think that is one of the most uh, biggest internal struggle that i dealt with apart from the fact that you feel so useless suddenly i mean you have you have been a person who was very busy i had a team across uh, running across three time zones i was handling a team of uh, six seven people reporting into me and suddenly all you have a home to run and uh, that is that that was the hollow that i was uh, internally dealing with and uh, food happened and food has always been special to me food happened and i started exploring it more there was a satisfaction of doing what you like there was a passion but this uh, emptiness continued right and that is when i sat down and say okay what can i do which will uh, make this work uh, in the sense is even if i don't go back to my it salary at least i earn a respectable amount to uh, and these were not days today i mean people were not ready to pay the kind of amount for home chefs and home bakers that we are being paid today back in 2008 2009 i mean uh, so i started from the, and i and i one thing that i learned and i think again going back to my parents was that education for anything is very important right i mean for you to be able to do anything well you need to know that thing very well and that is where i took my learnings for and i said okay let me go back and study food and i will do whatever i can to if i have to make this a serious career out of it i will make it uh, i'll go back and study food i did uh, A, a six month long certification in baking uh, which kind of helped the initial part which was primarily a home baker supplying to cafes corporates and i think that is where i also use some of my corporate uh, networks and i think a lot of time uh, and i want to touch upon here a lot of time women feel 
uh, very constrained or very guilty to use their networks. We have not network is networking is not something that comes naturally to us. We are always networking is always thought of as a man domain, right? I mean, you catch up over drinks and smoke, or even in offices, uh, yeah, in offices it's a break, right? I mean, in moment are typically left behind. So I think, and I and I think that was another struggle that I did. I said, no, I have to get over it. I have to network with people. I have to meet people, and use people. Uh, I mean, um, not use, use, I mean, connect with people that I know and I can help me progress. There is no harm in that, right? So I connected back with the folks in HR I knew, folks in um, admin I knew through through my corporate uh, journey. And that is where the corporate order started coming in. And and I think that gave me a little boost because when you do a home chef, a home baker order for a, a house, it is typically a small order. But the minute you move to corporate orders, the orders are large. Mm. And that brings in two things. One is that money comes in. Two is also confidence comes in that you can actually do this. I mean, it is not just uh, one cake that you can bake or 12 cupcake that you can bake. If an, if an order for 100 cupcakes or 150 uh, plum cakes or 150 pies come in, you are actually capable of doing that. Because when you uh, make the move from IT to this, it is a new field. You are as good as a fresher and, and there's a lot of learning and a lot of confidence building, you know, all skills that needs to be taken. So I think uh, that happened and I and I started realizing that, okay, I can do this. I mean, not from the perspective of just this, but, and, and it started growing and it started growing to an extent that I didn't think I could handle it alone. I hired an intern who would help me out in baking, but there was one point of time where um, I was a crossroads thinking uh, either I open my cafe or uh, expand it to a level where I can call it a commercial business, both from the perspective of career growth and career growth is not just money, right? Career growth is also where you see yourself in 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, what you want to become, uh, how your path progress, you want to keep growing day by day in month on month and you want to see that trajectory at the end of it and feel satisfied with it in, in, in some ways. Uh, so what should I do? And that was a point I actually almost gave up on food and said, okay, cafe chalana mere bas ka baat nahi hai. And uh, because I'm also a person who likes to travel, who likes to take time exactly. off. Yeah. And uh, once anyone who's run a restaurant and I had an experience of talking to people till then closely saying that if I run a cafe means I'm just wedded to it permanently. And at least for the next five years, I'm not going anywhere. And that was something <laughs> which wasn't really um, sitting with me in terms of my personal interest. And uh, I actually thought maybe time it is time to go back, sorry. And maybe it is time to go back to um, corporate uh, and my desk job of IT, et cetera, et cetera. And that is where, I mean, sometimes luck uh, has its ways, right? That is when the whole first consulted gig uh, of uh, designing dessert menu for Bug Bug Bar landed. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. The thrill of commercial kitchen was something else. And uh, I think that is was a game changer for me. I said, okay, this is what I want to do. What Whatever it means, it means uh, stopping my life or not. This is, I need the commercial kitchen uh, thrill in my life because things are different. The scale is different. The satisfaction is different. And um, the way it works is really, really different. So, and again, I went back to my uh, thought process of what can I do to, make this work. Uh, and um, I said, okay, time to probably 
do one more level of studies and i went back to uh, the harvard course on uh, food and science where uh, uh, it is it is a two part course and it talks about and it is it, it was it was mind blowing because it is pure chemistry and i and i honestly went into expecting something else but i got something else but whatever i got was great it is pure chemistry on what happens when i throw in potato in a boiling water and how does the molecules break down and how does flavor work with each other and it was a i mean it was amazing and i think that's one of is it this online course or it is an online course and i think uh, interestingly when i when i did it it was paid uh, but i think right now because of pandemic last year they actually opened the course uh, free for everyone it is not a certificate course anymore if you do it free uh, but they have opened it up free for everyone and it's an amazing course if you are interested if science is your deal uh, it is a brilliant course it explains so many things with you and changes the way you look at uh, cooking per se uh, in many ways so i did that and i started uh, religiously kind of uh, working towards getting consulting gigs uh, working with brands not just for promotional but also working with them in the back Uh, of uh, how can I develop recipes for you? For example, mm-hmm. multiple Philips appliances uh, recipe books is something that I have developed recipes for. Uh, I work with Thermomix uh, for doing uh, their Indian recipes. Uh, I also, I mean, there is also a book which I am currently working with with them, which is a, a commissioned book for Thermomix uh, from Thermomix India. So, I mean, it gave me insights, and I think one of the things to think about uh, and to think about when you are in food business to constantly keep yourself updated on what's happening in the industry mm-hmm. right because the industry is changing so often and uh, and that is that is how it went and uh, uh, consulting gig happened gigs uh, gigs kept kept happening i think i did about uh, nine cafes and about four four five cloud kitchens worked with about uh, eight nine brands not just for promotions but for recipe development for their back end and for their test kitchens and stuff like that and that was really really exciting that is how i mean i navigated the first few years in some ways wow that that was so amazing and thank you for uh, sharing one so candidly and two so meticulously i mean uh, i'm i'm sure there can be lots and lots of people who can relate to it uh, and who are going through that so i must say that uh, if you remember there was this time when i met you at kora mangla Uh, I was uh, doing a consulting gig for a research yep. agency, and we went to Krishna Cafe, and he introduced Cafe. me to the to the concept of the pori dosa, and Correct. this has become my order now. Wherever yes. I go, uh, you know, one second, a, sure, just sure, one second, I'll pause. And and since then, the pori dosa has become my order everywhere without uh, potato. But uh, you know, that was the time when I sort of moved um, uh, from market research into food. and um, you know the challenges are there everywhere so like uh, for women like you said this imposter syndrome and you know made to feel guilty and all of that but if you've been raised as a man and i'm not trying to get sympathy sure. for that yeah, but, no, but no, you know you you you're conditioned into the fact that you should be the wage earner you should be the provider right. and and all of that and and then taking a break and my wife kanas was more supportive and she said look i'm working and we have our savings and you got a chance to do something which you do want to, which you want to do so why are you this thing but but you know having been grown up and also my dad passed away when i was pretty young so my mom was very conscious that we should be independent and up on our Correct. feet and that's the you know the environment in which i'm grown so uh, i mean you were talking of depression and the same thing happened to me i mean i i slid into 
um, anxiety and then clinical depression, which I didn't know of at that point. Um, yeah. So, so, but I was going through that when I'd gone to Bangalore, and I, I remember at that time you you're feeling so lost, so this thing, and uh, and I, I think we met twice at Krishna Cafe or this that, and just um, you know being able to talk to someone and 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 sort of uh, see what's happening over there, and and this is why what you shared now is going to be so relevant uh, to people. Also, this is a side of your life which is not perhaps that well known. And I'll tell you why, because even I do a bit of um, uh, consulting, but I do consulting on brands, not on recipes. So um, uh, what we do as consultants with clients, uh, like you do is often, you know, behind the screen. So people get to know us because of our social media persona, Absolutely. which in your case was uh, the blog and then Instagram and uh, so on. So, and, and that's also an important part of your persona. So I want to ask you a bit about that. Because see, when you started, uh, you, you made a reference to your baking, you were cinnamon bake, bakes, Correct. right, at that time. So yes. your profile was entirely that of, you know, bake and chocolates and this, that. But then things progressed. I mean, we got to know about your love for Indian food, especially Punjabi and, and South Indian, South Indian being uh, from your husband's side. He's, he's yes, Kannad. that's right. Yeah, he's a mix You're... of, uh, no, no, he's not a Kannadiga. He's a Telugu. And uh, so yeah. my father-in-law was from Andhra. Uh, my mother-in-law is from Andhra. My father-in-law was Tamil. So there is a bit of everything happening in our house. And we live in Bangalore. Yeah. So the, uh, there's a bit of a lot of Kannadiga, a uh, lot of mixed South Indian food that happens in our house in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, like you spoke about travel and the three of you, uh, you and your yes. husband's son, you keep going on these lovely road trips and and you write about, you know, the places you come across and not just, uh, you know, uh, uh, palaces in Rajasthan and so on. <laughs> Narendra Bhavan and all of that. <laughs> yeah. and Narendra, of course, yeah. That happens too. I mean, I <laughs> don't, yeah, I don't mind that, going back to Narendra Bhavan for a yeah. uh, nice GNT, but yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, but also the... So, yes, also um, the small uh, little places, yeah. Yeah, so how did you make sure that uh, the essence of Monica Mansanda sort of navigates smoothly across these different parts you know uh, did you did you sort of consciously define what your brand would be or, or is it more yourself which came out naturally over there I think uh, it is more I mean if I have to pick one it will probably the later I mean it is just more what myself uh, that came out slowly and steadily and like you rightly said probably the consulting part of me is like hugely missing and sometimes I actually meet clients and meet uh, friends who know what I do, uh, but that's in a way natural. If you if you Correct. see, for example, that's how professional things work. Like for example, my wife works in an advertising agency, and and I mean they do so much work, but people know much more about what I've had for breakfast. than yeah, uh, you know. yeah. So so, that's how I mean, that's the way of the world. Correct. So and I often yeah. tell people that what you see on anybody's social media is not the full life, right? And hmm. they might, it is probably a fraction of their life. It's probably a segment of their life that they want to in some ways portray. And it is not that the rest of, they're trying to hide the rest of the life, but that's what becomes a language your social media speaks, right? Uh, for example, I mean, it just happened naturally that travel, food, my dog, my son became a part of my social media in some ways. And the consulting part more or less was apart, and there are many reasons for this. This is not just um, 
that I want to hide it. There is also when you're doing consulting, there is a lot of uh, NDAs involved sometimes. Confidentiality, right? right? I mean, I the market research. Yeah, there's a lot of. You just you just can't always talk about your client. You can't always talk about what you are doing at the client's work, and sometimes and, you can't uh, do later also. Like for example, sometimes you can't do later I, also. Absolutely. I, I, interview, I remember interviewing someone for Kudukasi for her. Huh, yeah, the the folks behind the chocolates, harsh chocolates. So they are doing the desserts for some cafe in uh, Bombay, but but they they can't disclose that. You you know? you, I'm sure and you know they, that, right? And I have done multiple yeah. uh, projects like this where I have kind of done the menu, but you can't openly talk about uh, that I have designed the menu because that's how it works. That's yeah, how you're, you're paid for doing that. Yeah, you're paid for doing it, and that the buck stops there, right? I mean, and mm. you, before you get on the project, you sign the NDAs and all of this, and the confidential is a huge deal, and uh, so that that's how it works uh, sometimes, and uh, and I think we need to uh, look at it uh, with a pinch of salt for everybody. Everybody we look at social media, uh, we need to think that there is life beyond it, right? I mean, and uh, it is it is a segment and it is a part of your life you lose to choose and share on social media is that what everybody sees. And uh, for me, the whole building of it uh, kind of happened naturally because one thing that I uh, believe in very strongly, and I think I've said this multiple times before, and you and me are at the conversation with about two, is being honest to your readers, right? I mean, I won't say something I don't believe in, whether it is a personal share or even if it is a brand uh, promotion mm -hmm. that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So when, and I feel when you want to build that uh, integrity or that honesty in your platforms, you end up sharing what you're doing and that just becomes you in some ways, right? So, I mean, at least a part of your life comes there. So if you look at it, that's what it is. The food I cook at a regular basis, the food I eat at a regular basis, uh, the drives we take, the places we stop, the silly conversations that me and my son have and the um, uh, things he throws at me, googlies he throws at me sometimes, the, play, the, the stuff I play with, the fluff, it what what it makes to social media and i also but uh on the other side uh once um so i want to touch upon this maybe i don't know whether how relevant this is to food or not no, no, go ahead, go but, ahead. but once i reached a point where i realized that i do have a voice right i do have a presence and i do have a voice that people it might not be one million followers but you have a distinguished voice that people listen to exactly. i also realized somewhere that um in some ways, we are responsible for a few things. And, and like everybody says, with great uh, power comes great responsibility. I don't know whether great can be used there or not, but whatever little power, little, uh, and I think responsibility comes with this. So over time, I also started including and talking about a few things that are close to my heart, uh, equality, feminism, plagiarism, and other stuff that you want to talk about. I'm uh, from the past one and a half, two years, more from, um, actually from the past five years, but more so from past two years, I have been talking a lot about politics on my, uh, for example, on my uh, Insta story, social media, because I, I feel that is reflective of where I am, where my mind space yeah. is uh, right now. And I think that is what I want to say about brand building of uh, Monica Manchanda, if you want to call it, because <laughs> Monica Manchanda on social media is what Monica Machanda's head is, right? I mean, and it kind of <laughs> reflects many times without being yes. really uh, planned. It's it's, um, it's so lovely that you said this because, you know, when I was getting into this interview, I was just thinking that, you know, you said you've been here from 2008. So you've seen how things have changed. Now, if you look at people um, who came into this um, early, and I'm just talking of names which come to mind and people yeah. like you, Nandita, uh, Saffron Trail, uh, 
Rushina over here, Sai, uh, Ria Mitra Dalal, uh, or, you know, Bong Mom's cookbook and you know, the, the things like that. Um, the social media um, uh, image which they put out was their personal space. And with time, you got to know so much about their and our lives. Uh, yes. You know, people who matter to them, people who don't matter to them, food which they like, they don't like. I mean, you know, this, that. there was a certain natural fluidity to them. And, and you know that, okay, this is what you can expect from Monica's feed, Rushina's feed, Nandita's feed. And there must be some other guys, right? Uh, I mean, they were, they were a lot more, yeah. <laughs> Shankar Shan. Kurush, I won't consider a blogger because he's he yeah, writes one blogger here, but but yeah. uh, he's really found his face in the voice. And I think during right? the lockdown, especially, he's yeah, yeah, come he's more really, online. Yeah, yeah, he was more yeah, offline before. Is, and he's, this is really unleashed. Yeah, because earlier he was Correct. a college professor. So you see. Correct. So he was busy so on the day is, and all those yeah, things yeah. will happen. Yeah. So, so he's found we, I'm voice. glad. I mean, yeah. like me, I was talking to Kurush a while ago saying that as much as I hate online workshops, I'm glad that it happened because I connected to Kurush online Bombay workshops. Yeah. I couldn't have attended, right? So all of that yeah. kind of happened in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. So the point I'm making is that, um, uh, and, and then now there have been uh, many more people who've come into the social media world and with, huge followers and stuff like that. But when I see them, and, and correct me if I'm being too judgmental, but um, they seem to be very focused on the task. Like if they've come to show a recipe or show a brand or whatever, then there's a, and, and you know, if there's a certain Instagram trend, like, you know, this, 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 or, you know, that particular song and then and, and stuff. <laughs> you know, everyone that morning's uh, doing that, you know, uh, like, you, you know, you might be very serious dietitians uh, who are doctors? And then you're suddenly but doing this, you're this, like, this. Tack, 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 tack. You know, not not deriding, but uh, no, it is I, an interesting I, I, format, and I'm very but, impressed. But that people see really a certain, the certain sameness which which comes to it, like you know, it's it's not yeah, that it does. Uh, you know, uh, this thing. So, what is your point on it? Because this seems to be the way the world is moving. So, um, should we cry about the way things are, or um, you know, what's what's the ideal balance according to you? Because there must be merit to what's happening now, which is why people are doing that. So, uh, and I, yeah. and I wish I knew the answer. I would have moved between the middle line myself if I knew the answer. But uh, again, I think I go back to saying what you are comfortable with, what your goals are. Think about your goals. See, for example, the people that you're talking about, I mean, and there are many, and there are many good ones too. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying all of them are bad. There, there are some excellent ones. There are some excellent recipe sharers who go through this and who do this. And, and, and uh, but I think we have to step back and think on what their goals are, right? A lot of them primarily are, and it has become a single-minded career, right? The whole Instagram yes. influencer, right? Yes. Like people like you and me, we have uh, our online space to talk about, but that's not our only career. That's not yes. where our bread and butter comes from. Butter mm. jam maybe comes from there now and then, but the bread and butter doesn't come from there. A lot right? of bacon comes. Yeah, a lot of bacon definitely <laughs> comes from there, but uh, the bread and butter, there is consulting for you, consulting for me, live out life for me now. I mean, Nandita is writing books, Ria is doing, uh, Ria and Kurush are doing workshops and workshops. doing, uh, and doing, Rushina is doing her Spice Chronicles. Ru and yeah, so Ar Archana has become like this conglomerate. Conglomerate of many things. Uh, and Archana's she has their own, Correct. And she has yeah. her own cake mixes now and other stuff, right? So, I mean, if you look at all of us, uh, and I think this is a face in everybody's life. And I mean, I've just and, mentioned a few. I mean, there's so many other rules. So many Shai, others. And the point I'm trying to make here, uh, uh, Kalyan, is that I think this is a face in every 
food influencer or food writer's life, right? You start from here. And if you think of us, all of us that you're talking about right now, I mean, if you go four or five years back, five years back, we were all pretty much focused on food writing and we were earning whatever we were earning from food writing a little bit on the side gigs, but we have realized that there's more we can do. And the food writing from blogs, uh, I'm not saying food writing has stopped, but food writing from blogs has evolved into a larger food writing. Somebody has picked up journalism, somebody has picked up books, somebody has picked up other stuff and the career has moved on. This exists as our voice, as our calling card, as our uh, portfolio in some manners, but this doesn't happen. So I feel the people that you're talking about now who are on the trend, who are catching on to trends, doing other stuff are just one step before us in their careers progression yes. and they will move on from here to there and currently they are fully focused in building their brand earning from this brand brand they are building and that is why the trends are important to them trends is what catches on right i mean you do a reel i do a reel and somebody else uh, does a reel which is trend which is you do a reel on let's say cats and little omelets in the morning <laughs> and i do a reel on little recipe that i created which was close to uh -huh. me and a third person who's an influencer from now does a reel on the whole trend which is catching and uh, chances are that their reels will definitely get more views than our reels and and that is what they want right because that is a wave they are catching right now and they will eventually move to where we are mm. and find a space here as well as here and what maybe much, been, much 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 more much than much more much more than here but what i what i mean to say here is that space in the platform and space outside the platform currently they're just building a space inside the platform which we have already built and moved on a, to a space itself. so i think that is what is the difference between how they are handling instagram and how we are handling instagram nothing is right and wrong everything has a place and uh, and i think and, and uh, there are examples like i mean i mean i know few of them like for example um, I, I don't know if Varnika Wal one considers as Instagram Correct. because yes. she was more journalist, writer, blogger. But you know, ever since she sort of came across this delectable Punjab and going to her roots, I mean, that's when she started doing workshops, pop-ups, uh, you know, uh, uh, courses and so on. Or just down the road is Vinay Grover, uh, Lost and Hungry. Correct. So he he was an Instagrammer doing uh, you know photography. Does that, and he's from a whole with, studio, you know, right? right? And now yeah. he's he's running a business. He's uh, in the studio. Uh, he's he's employing people. Um, he's he's uh, you know supporting and it's the, amazing what uh, he's running doing, of right? the family, and, yeah. and there must be millions so many so many other uh, stories. Uh, it's just that sometimes we just see this this this, but we don't see like yeah, you know, what's, what's and going I think on that's there. a phase. Yeah, <laughs> correct. And I think there's a yeah. phase, and yeah. all of us, all of them will also uh, find their space. And I think that's what is amazing about uh, being online, right? There is space for everyone. There is a place for everyone, and everyone kind of finds their own. Uh, so how, do, how do you how do you stay uh, relevant? You know, at a time like this, you know, when when people are like you know working on trends and higher follow counts, and this, and it's a it's a bit like cricket, right? So if you, you know, when one day one count, day happened, uh, you know, when one day happened, and there was Gavaskar, and then again, yes. twenty twenty happened, and the Gangulis and Tendulkars had to adapt. So how do you stay relevant? I think I think I'm uh, looking to me, learn also. Uh, but I don't know whether I can teach you anything. Kalyan, <laughs> you're much more relevant than <laughs> no, I am. No, no, I think. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, I think we learn from I've, each other. And I think I've given up on the race of being relevant long ago. I think that's one of the key takeaways for me myself. I'm not saying I don't want to be there, but I think I have uh, stopped being on the race in my head, at least in my mind. 
I'm no more a part of the race, right? I mean, if I'm relevant, I'm relevant. If I'm not relevant, sure, I find other things to do which make me happy and my readers kind of mm. uh, continue reading. Numbers are something that, I mean, I'm at what, 30K followers. I mean, and uh, I'm Instagram. sure if I would have on Instagram, if I had, I would have put in more effort to stay relevant. Maybe I would have been 1 million, 50K, 80K, whatever the number could be. But uh, does it really matter? Am I able to engage with those 30K followers? Well, uh, are those 30K followers the followers that really want to listen to the voice I am saying? I think that's more important to me than uh, anything else. And um, that's what kind of I focus on. And I um, I think that's what it is. And, and I think for me, staying relevant is slightly different from staying on trend. Staying relevant is more important on catching on to the uh, pulse of the industry. What is food industry doing in general? What are the new things that are happening in the industry that need a little exploration? For example, I'm right now in deep neck dive into fermentation, right? I mean, and I'm reading, I'm doing math and chemistry uh, like mad. And those are the trends I want to catch up on. Those was that are, your college background? Were you, were, you, were you a chemistry student or something? I was a chemistry student and that's uh, what helps me a little bit in doing what I'm doing. And, uh, in fact, uh, Krish Ashok has written a lovely book, Masala. Correct, the, I have read that you know, book and it's a fantastic book. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took me back to the UGC class, countrywide classroom. Absolutely. When you're in school, like, you know, the physics principles, one molecule hitting the other when I was in six and seven standard. Yes. Yeah. And it is it's amazing, right? I mean, if, it's, if it is something you like, right? Yeah. And uh, then, I'm, I mean, so I'm trying to see that if I can take the deep chemistry and simplify it a little and present it to audience as well as the kitchen that I run, right? Mm. And for me, that is more staying relevant than staying relevant only on social media for, uh, and if people connect to me, and I'm sure there's a tribe of people who want to listen to this, and I will attract, uh, those tribe of people will come to me. And I think that is how I find, uh, I stay relevant or find my tribe, kind of find my readers or tribe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like fermentation is something which for the last two or three years has been fermenting in yes, a sense. I remember yes, having a chat with Vikramjit Roy when he moved into Bombay sometime back and he was focusing a lot on fermentation. And at that time we were sort of the same. But what I found interesting is that you're doing a lot of research, experimenting, this, that. But it's not that your feed is always about fermentation. You know? It is so, not. Because uh, so, I don't, so, I don't so that's know. <laughs> what you said earlier that, you know, what you're seeing in someone's feed might not really be what they're doing. And, yeah. and I also got this sense of satisfaction in something in, in, at your end in what you said maybe uh, some minutes back, where you said that you've realized over the last two, three years that there's certain things which are important to you. Uh, and, and you've tried to sort of use your voice. Like, for example, I, I'll give two things which, which have driven me uh, in, in food writing uh, over the years. And, and, you know, that period when I was sort of getting out of depression is when I I turned to Buddhism and I was advised to first figure yeah. out what is my purpose in life. So at that time, I realized that what excites me the most is writing about food from people of different cultures and, and you know, helping people connect with that. So that's what I started doing. So from going to a place where I stopped writing, I started writing again. And then, you know, my book contract happened with Ashid. So we, we got in touch with me, India Food Network, all of that. And like you said, sometimes magic just uh, happens. I have always, I don't, I don't know whether it's like, you know, I, because I grew up in Calcutta in a leftist environment, but I, I was more into James Bond than Rambo than the, you know, the <laughs> communist side. But, uh, uh, but I, I, I always sort of um, like to see myself in the corner of the small person. So I, you know, I am always more excited about writing about the Krishna Cafe or the Veena uh, Cafe, which you told me about and such lovely leaves and stuff. Then, I mean, 
I admire what great chefs are doing or, you know, hotels, luxury hotels are doing and all that. But I think that there are people to, to enough people talk to talk them. about yeah. it and talk about them better. And, um, and then uh, the lockdown happened where obviously there was not that much of exploring. So how do I keep myself busy? So then, you know, one came across uh, the home chefs and, and I found this phenomenon. It's, it's not a new phenomenon, but, you know, during the lockdown, it was, it was amazing it because now, yep. you know, there were people running their families or finding meaning in their life and, and doing such fabulous, fabulous food, you know. Um, in fact, my wife, Kainas, who's not so much into Indian food otherwise, she says that in the last 14 months, we've had some of the best food in our, our life. So I don't know what was the point of yeah the point I was making was that you know finding something which is close to you and this thing and then it's also a question of personal choice like I've grown up uh, in an environment and family which didn't really uh, um, encourage talking about politics in public because I grew up in communist where I mean people talk about the right and all of that nowadays but what they forget is the left was also not you know too good and uh, and we were told not to talk about politics because you know the cadres would beat you up and stuff. So I, I prefer to keep my political views to myself, but to each their own. But uh, again, what was I saying? Yeah, the point of purpose. Yes, yes, that is uh, so important. But listen, Monica, I want to now ask you about the lockdown, which, which changed our life. And you, um, as a person, are so effervescent. Effervescent. You, 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 you love meeting people. Of course, it's not always that uh, you know behind the smiling visage, there's not something going on inside. But, but that's who you are. You're so supportive. You're out there meeting people. You love going on your drives. You love going on your vacations and stuff like that. And suddenly you are, you are locked down. You actually went through at least two rounds of uh, home isolation, if I remember yes. right. And, and, uh, and also like being cut off and, and, and stuff, not being able to go to your own studio in the beginning and this thing. So how did you uh, deal with that? And, um, and, and how did you come out of it? Hoping that you have, of course. So it was a hard time, and uh, like you said, I am—I I think of myself as a people person. Yes, I mean, I draw yeah. my energy as from yes. people I meet, from friends, and from. Yeah, I mean, if folks. I if I have you on my panel discussion, like <laughs> say the times this thing at Bangalore, I think half my job is done because I know I've, I, I I don't need the coffee then because you know, there's Monica there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a people person and it was hard not to meet people, right? And uh, it was hard not to be able to draw that energy from folks you know well, the folks you inspire you, the folks with you can have real, I mean, you can have food conversations. See, there's, there's family which you can have X kind of conversations with. And then there are people who you know professionally pers uh, <coughs> as friends that you have different kind of conversations with. And I, I think I think all those conversation, conversations are important. Hmm. Secondly, I've, I mean, from the past seven, seven years, I've now been working in commercial kitchens for various clients. And yeah not being able to step in commercial kitchens and not being able to cook was huge. I mean, and, uh, and you said how excited you were when you first went into a commercial correct. kitchen. Correct. I mean, I think everybody on my feed knew that when I went back to my commercial kitchen after lockdown, it, I was I was behaving like a child in a candy store, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and... Uh, I felt like that when I, I went to candies. that happened... Yeah, no, 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 that was perfectly timed. So, uh, and uh, you know, and one of the things that happened to me, and, and I think I used, uh, I don't know whether it is good or bad, but I used food 
and knowledge of food and cooking food to deal with the, a lot of depression and clinical depression that I was going through. So I was in my mind also afraid what will happen if it is taking up, taken away, right? That's a huge part of my calming system. That's a huge part of system that keeps me grounded. Uh, and uh, hair fluffy is, but... Ah, <laughs> uh, let me, okay, I'll, I'll show Loaf. He's quite missing, but you, you continue. Yeah, you so continue. I mean, it was it was it was something which and, and that that fear was existing. Oh, Ladies hello, baby. Hello, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another part which was kind of bothering me. But uh, I think one of the uh, blessing in disguise uh, which happened to me was Libalt Life at the time of yeah, right at the time us, of lockdown in that. many ways. Yes, Lib- yeah, so, Libalt Life. So I, yes. so I joined uh, um, Libalt Life as a consultant about two years ago. Uh, and uh, two, 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 two and a half years ago. And uh, so Vivek, who's the founder of Livalt Life, uh, is, uh, I've known him for many years. His uh, daughter and my son are good friends. And uh, uh, he reached out saying, I have an idea and I want to talk about it. And uh, so I met him. So he's been a diabetic himself for a very long time of his life. And he had, he had a tech startup, a financial, a fintech startup. He knew nothing about food. He knew nothing about medicine, uh, but uh, he was looking for a solution for his own diabetic. And uh, when he sold his fintech startup, uh, he kind of deep dive into uh, finding a solution for it. And I think he went underground uh, for about three, four months and read every book which is there. And I, when I went to him the first time, I looked at the books he had read. They were actually medical journals. They were the books that uh, are taught in medical college. And his sister is a doctor. So I think that helped. And he kind of figured out that there is a solution that can actually reverse diabetes. But unfortunately, it's not very popular. And that is when he got in touch with me. And food, food and nutrition is a large part of uh, that solution that would you want to work with us and kind of come up with a design this solution and take the food part of the solution to market. And um, that is when I joined him. The first six, eight months, I <coughs> sorry, the first six, eight months, I continued to work as a consultant with them. But the more I dig deeper, the more I realize this is something I'm loving. And this is something um, uh, which is of deep interest to me. It challenges me in multiple more ways than one, it challenges me because I started looking at food very differently from what I have looked. I'm not saying uh, food uh, is a healthy stuff. I never knew before, I knew before, but the kind of science we went into uh, was amazing, was mind blowing. And it and uh, I have found myself as somebody who's always, I mean, and I think you could probably come across in our conversation till now that I've always been fascinated by the science part of it, right? So, and it, it uh, this the whole thing brought an interesting twist to the whole science part of it also. I also did a, a nutrition course along. So I'm now a certified uh, nutrition wow. coach from uh, Precision Nutrition. So I did that because it, completely baffled me and it completely uh, made me very interested in it. And six, eight months passed. And just before the uh, lockdown, just after the lockdown happened, uh, Vivek reached out and said, Monica, I think you are bringing great uh, value. Why don't you come and join us? And we had a chat and I kind of- and I, Sorry to interject, whole... but I also remember that that was the period when you were feeling very shaken. Like the I was feeling very shaken. The first With month of the lockdown, we all chat. Yeah, you, me, Rushina, Samir, you know, like, like, yeah, we are all sort of trying to push each other. 
Correct. And shaken by uh, many things, right? Shaken by how your personal life will go. Also shaken by yeah, where yeah. the profession uh, career will go, right? I mean, suddenly yeah, food is all time, about, yeah. you didn't know what will happen. Well, you'll never yes. get back to consulting. Restaurants are shutting. Uh, who's going to need uh, uh, menu designs now anymore, yes, right? I yes. mean, uh, so those kind of doubts are intense in your mind right now. And uh, somebody who has dealt with them once and changed a career, it was even hard to me to think that I'll have to do it all over again. It was mm. very overwhelming. And I was going through, I mean, and you, we, we formed a little WhatsApp group and we chatted and yeah. it, there were a lot of self-doubts and a lot of uh, apprehensions and worries in my head at that time. I buried myself into sharing recipes, yes. I mean, I started a project where I would share a recipe every day. The videos I, you were doing. The we all, I mean, and, and I remember they were so engaging. Like I, I knew the, the sort of, storm you're going in the inside but when you're in front of the camera like for your audience you were like right smiling there and put that yes. thing because you no, because that, that's that... what people needed then people needed Correct. that and, and the recipe a day uh, got huge response and i was like okay people need this if it is making somebody happy then why not if it is making yeah. me calm too then why not mm. do it i also started a pro little project where i would do weekly q and a's on send me your ingredients and i will give you a recipe yes. and it was all fun right but i knew at the back of my mind that this is all fun it is huh. keeping me calm for a period of time but this is not the solution of this right this is i need a larger solution that will get i know my... because i used to feel that i used to feel that blog is fun when I make yeah. the transition, but you need something serious. But actually, it might be fun. But tell me about Live All Life then. So, so, huh, so that happened? is when I joined them as co founder and uh, the chief culinary officer. And it has been an amazing journey. So, what we do, okay, let me just quickly take five minutes to explain what we yes, do. Yes. Uh, we have worked the solution where we kind of have a holistic, our motto is to eradicate diabetes from India. That's what we want to do. And uh, by change of lifestyle diseases without medication, uh, is what we want to do. What is our aim and mission uh, for the next two, three, four, five, six years? And um, what we have done is we have, uh, and again, we have taken a very science first approach to that. We have been on the drawing board, charting out our solution for one and a half years before we actually brought it to market. Uh, we have a holistic solution which takes care of our food and nutrition. And uh, we have developed an AI which is exact on how much you need, what a person needs. So it is not an in intuitive system. We have built an AI based on uh, nutrition rules from various things and meal plans are done according to it. We have a, a exercise and yoga module which is designed not to make you Salman Khan and give you uh, six packs and, uh, and abs, but to make your metabolism work better. Mm. to fix your metabolism uh, and we have people uh, who are 75 80 years of old who come online and do the yoga and exercise program and are fabulously happy with it and uh, we have a person who is gone who has never ran his line before and did a, did a 10k last week yeah. and we were so proud uh, and uh, so happy with his progress and we have a, we have also developed uh, looked at diagnostics a, very, a little differently where see we all do diagnostic tests medical tests multiple yeah. times but yeah. none of us are able to understand what's happening and we have gone a step back and uh, developed the ai for that too which uh, first okay two steps one we have done a deep dive research on uh, one of the things that we figured out when we did a market survey or when we did a uh, work with our clients what a lot of them suddenly out of the blue figure out that they're diabetic without any warnings before. Whereas mm. when we actually understood diagnostic, there are many tests which actually give Kanish, you warnings. Our friend Kanish, for example. Yeah, and there's out so many. Out of the blue and he was in the hospital. Out of the blue. 
Yeah, and I have, a, I have, a, I have. We had a client who went for a dental procedure, and his bleeding wouldn't stop. And that is when he figured out he's diabetic. Otherwise, absolutely zero symptom. And uh, and we realized that this this need not be the uh, way. There are actually blood tests that you can do that can give you predictive analysis, and uh, we call it Smart Health Risk Assessment. And that is one of our flagship products, and uh, it gives you a, a futuristic view of your health too, especially considering from the point of view of lifestyle diseases. Like heart problems, diabetic, PCOS, etc., and uh, we do tests that, and we don't do only we do tests, but we also look at your lifestyle. What do you eat? How much do you? What is your stress levels? Uh, how do you? Um, uh, do you work out and come up with a report based on inputs from whatever we take, which tells you what is your health now, what is your risk of these diseases in the future, and what can you do to mitigate it. So that is that is one of our flagship products called SHRA. Uh, the other is, of course, the Health Restore program, which is a diabetes reversal program, where which is a three-month program, um, and uh, which we have just launched a ten-days Kickstarter program for that too, uh, where we actually provide all three meals to you. You eat what we give you. Uh, you so there, is this only Bangalore or? Uh, it is currently only Bangalore-based. We have a version of it called HR Light. Which is a health restore light, which we kind of talk about for people who this need it very carefully, and where we give recipes and advice. But it is primarily Bangalore. So if if I'm sitting in Bangalore, sorry, Mumbai, then I can do your version where you give the recipes. But it's up to me to sort of correct. Uh, it, it is not. It is yeah. yeah, and it is not our primary uh, program. It is hmm. not something that we uh, market very often because we think we need a little more work to make to make it uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, foolproof and uh, and I think cooking at home uh, sometimes and a lot of our clients come and tell us that we know Gyanya but we are not able to implement Gyan and we are all been there right we all been there so tell me about it I mean uh, yeah. your, you know, your other other project which is pickle project last night at two thirty three before I went out to sleep I was feeling hungry and there's Saria Parsi paper which Maruk Mogredia had sent she'd also sent a mango pickle with Norsari mango and Ria had sent. Uh, prawn pickle Parsi style. So at night I went to the kitchen and I was thinking sarias and dipping into each pickle. Oh, right, pickle right in the middle. And and uh, little Nimki, my younger cat, he was sitting oh. on top of the thing and looking at me like, "What are you doing?" So I know that I shouldn't be doing. And that. it is not that we don't know yeah. that we don't need to yeah. eat at two o'clock, yeah. right? But we all do because we. It is not yeah. very structured, and sometimes yeah. when you are just doing so, so we we provide all three meals. Uh, so I like the fact that you are doing that. That you are that you are doing what you can. Control rather than Correct. you know being ambitious and saying okay I'm going to cure the world of diabetes. I would rather focus on what I can do well, as in you can do well and yes. do that properly. I, I love that rather than yeah. So that yeah, so we provide three meals. Our principles are very simple. We do zero processed food. Uh, we don't do grains and essentially that it's a low carb diet. But what mm. uh, more than uh, low carb? We have, what we have tried to control is that we do. Absolutely no processed food. Every flour, every masala, every sauce that comes in our kitchen is made from scratch. And I, wow. I have a four thousand square, three thousand eight hundred square feet kitchen where, uh, because of where, that. Uh, Madiwala, Madiwala. So, uh, so it's close to Kolmangla. So we I know that Kolmangla, Indra Nagar, Whitefield, Correct. So we do. A, I have a three thousand eight hundred square foot kitchen where yeah. I have equipment that is not there in any normal kitchen. We have grinders oh. and we have pure uh, dehydrators because we don't want to use any um, 
processed food every flour i mean every, so from being a consultant to a commercial kitchens now you're running your own commercial kitchen i'm running my own commercial kitchen <laughs> it's exciting it's it's, it's really it really fun and uh, and i think that's what brought me that's what has kept me sane in the past 16 18 months the smile tells in us men, <laughs> it's absolutely kept me sane and though my son likes to tell me uh, tell everybody he meets that my mom has turned into a workaholic uh, but <laughs> Listen, listen, listen! In other two years old, you will then be searching where is my son. So like, Correct. you know, yeah, savor this bit. You know, yeah. I, from a, from someone who's been a teenager once, let me tell you that. But well, listen, that already. Huh, sorry. You know, since you're talking of fermentation and you know brains getting pickled and all of that, I, I'm sorry to shut uh, close that. No, part, no, no, I'm, no, no. I absolutely. want to close it in an hour because otherwise, in Instagram, it's still yes, in. It so in, in two minutes, and like we can you know, keep talking. Yeah. In a few minutes, like you know, I'm not asking you to make. Maggie, but tell me about the pickle project. Yeah, so uh, I mean, and pickle project was another yeah another right. uh, interesting thing that I picked up. And you know, uh, when COVID happened, especially the second wave happened, it hit us all very bad. It personally yeah, yeah. brought me down to uh, hit me very hard because I felt helpless. I felt like I'm not doing anything, and there's so many people out there. Who are struggling, and I started volunteering in supplying. Food. Sorry, and I started volunteering and applying uh, supplying food to people who were affected from I COVID. I remember that. Yes, you were doing. And then I was hit with COVID myself, and had to stop doing all of that. And then another wave of guilt took over, saying that, okay, what do I do now? How do I how do I kind of help people who need help? And I think that is where the whole idea came up of this book. Uh, at the uh, start of the year, I had actually started a project called uh, uh, Pickle with Cinnamon, which was essentially to talk about local pickles, about fermentation, and I would share a recipe a week about pickles, and we will do lives, etc., where we'll take a deep dive in pickle. But it took a backseat because of, like my son would say, my work alcoholism, and as well as the whole COVID coming in, right? So I thought, why don't I pick that and do something? So I converted it into a Um, fundraiser. I reached out to a couple of industry folks that I've known from before: Sai, Rushina, Shreya. Um, I mean, the people we got them. Shreya of Chia Shets. Shreya of Dark Devi. Okay. And all of them, people we know and people I trust with food, and people I've known for a very long time, right? They all were so more than happy to contribute a recipe. So ten yeah, recipes my, came I, from. I, I would have been happy, but I love eating pickles. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So that's why I didn't reach out to you, Kalyan, because I know I won't get a recipe from you. <laughs> If you needed someone to hear, you know, sample the pickles. I'll tell you about pickles. I could do that. Yeah. But, so we, yeah. I created a little ebook uh, on pickle projects. Which had about twenty odd recipes, the basics of making pickle, uh, etc. And uh, we sold it for fundraiser. Uh, I think the fundraiser closed at about three point eight lakhs. And I'm actually wow. still sending people books because people keep reaching out, and I'm saying, okay, send uh, donate to somebody and send me a screenshot, and I'll. Uh, send you a book, and I think till now we have raised so, about four lakhs. So people can lakhs. reach out to you on Instagram. People can reach order. out to me on Instagram. So guys, yeah. you can still uh, sort of and pickles are you know evergreen and everlasting. Yes, absolutely. So it's not that you you can you can still keep ordering the pickle yes. book. Yes, you can. You just have to send me a screenshot of a minimum of seven fifty bucks that you donate to any charity you like, and I'll send you the book. Oh, okay, That's okay. So it's not, it's not that you tell which charity or you. No, no, thing. because okay, I have closed okay. the fundraiser. Because I have closed okay, the okay. fundraiser, then it's a task, uh-huh. right, for me to maintain it. So I tell them donate to anything and send me a screenshot that I because I want to continue, uh, it to be continue about the uh, uh, charity. So that's what it is. So you can buy the e-book if you want. Please reach out to me. Wonderful. So that's uh, folks is Monica Mansunda, my powerhouse of a friend. And as you realize over the course of this one hour, 
that she's really dynamite and then and she's doing lots of stuff and and if you're in the industry and and if you want a consultant or anything like that just reach out to her mail her dm her or or whatever and um, I'll, I'll look at her feed for some interesting interesting uh, stories so uh, thank you monica absolute thank pleasure you. chatting with you Take thank care. you kalyan and uh, i hope i didn't ramble too much and i oh no 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 <laughs> it was a long conversation that never <laughs> no, ended was not ending i, I know, know. No, no, no. It's, it's not going to end because i'm going to pause this i know <laughs> then we should do a bit of like you know the sort of chat which you won't do in public yeah. after the show we, we don't bitch we don't bitch yeah. we are good yeah, absolutely absolutely <laughs> very, very sanskari we are very, very good sanskari people absolutely yes, yes. we we'll do namaskar to end chalo <laughs> <laughs> thank you good chatting with you thank Stay you everybody here. for Take listening care. in bye. Yes. thank bye. you bye, bye. bye.